So a certain preacher got up on Easter Sunday and he announced to the congregation, good people, I got three sermons up here and he showed them his papers. He said, "Um, I got a hundred dollar sermon that lasts five minutes. I got a fifty dollar sermon that lasts 15 minutes and I got a twenty dollar sermon that lasts 30 minutes. And then he said, I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward and take up the offering. We're going to see which sermon I deliver this morning. You might be thinking that this is the preacher's favorite day. The banners are hung, the music is glorious, the people are in the pews and the flowers and everything just celebrates the good news of Easter. But you know what? It's hard to preach on Easter. You know why? We all know the storyline. Christ is risen. We know the storyline. One Easter, a preacher and a taxi driver died on the same day, and they went to heaven. And when they got there, they met uh, St. Peter. And St. Peter turned to the taxi driver, and he said, come with me. And so the taxi driver and St. Peter walked down this path, and they came to this fabulous mansion. It was lavishly decorated. It had a pool and a fountain. It was wonderful. And the taxi driver said, oh my, thank you so much. St. Peter left the taxi driver there and went back and found the preacher. And the two of them, the preacher and St. Peter, went down another path and they came to this old shack. And it had like only two bunk beds in it and a very small little TV. And that was it. And the preacher said, wait a minute here, St. Peter. I think you might be a little mixed up. Shouldn't I also get a lavish mansion? You know, I preach the gospel every day. I showed up at church. I did my best to represent your word. St. Peter said, yes, that's true. But during Easter, people went to sleep. And every time people got in that guy's taxi, everyone prayed. (laughs) It's hard to be the preacher on Easter. (laughs) But what an honor and what a privilege to be together today to celebrate the good news of Easter. We've already heard the story. Philip Hart read it a moment ago. It came from uh, the Gospel of Luke for this day. And the women went to the tomb early. It's these women who were with Jesus at the tomb. The women in this mosaic, they were there. And it says they remembered what Jesus told them. In the midst of their fear, in the midst of their confusion, they remembered what he told them. And that was that Jesus would be handed over and crucified and then on the third day rise again. They remembered his words. Our second lesson today, this Easter morning, comes from the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles. So the gospel writer Luke is the only one who provides us with a sequel 
to what happens after Easter. Luke keeps telling the story of what happened after Easter morning. He wants us to be sure to know that the resurrection changed everything about Jesus. But it wasn't just Jesus that was changed, you know, rising from the grave, freed from the tomb. Luke wants all of us to know in the stories that follow in Acts how the resurrection changed everyone associated with Jesus. Because that's the point of the resurrection. It's meant to change us and change how we see the whole world. So in Acts, the disciples are no longer the kind of doubting and fussing and questioning, fumbling around, falling asleep kind of people that they were as depicted in the Gospels, fussing with each other. In Acts, the the disciples get loose, loose in the world with the ministry and the mission of Jesus. Just as Jesus had invited people to follow him, the disciples began to ask people to follow them. And just as Jesus had been pointing to the coming reign of God and doing miracles and healing people and chasing away darkness with his light, the disciples began to perform miracles also in the book of Acts and pointing to the promised presence and the power and the victory of God. It's all because of the resurrection. By the time we get to Acts 10, which I'm reading in just a minute, the scene is Caesarea and Joppa. Those are two places that we recently visited on the trip to Israel. These places are miles from Jerusalem where Jesus was crucified and they're miles from Galilee where Jesus first recruited his disciples. The resurrection has so changed Peter, the apostle, that he offers a sermon to the people uh, summarizing everything about Jesus. It's a fantastic summary of the gospel here about the meaning of the resurrection. So listen to Acts 10 beginning at verse 34. Then Peter began to speak to them, I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears God and does what is right is acceptable to God. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Peter says, that message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses, says Peter, to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised Jesus on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he's the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. And all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. I want to help us try to get this important message today, Easter. Peter is speaking in Joppa. Joppa is a major port city in the whole region. The region is part of the powerful Roman Empire. 
Caesar, is the emperor, and he rules everything about life in this whole region. Caesar's face is on the money. Caesar's name is on the buildings. Caesarea, the newest and biggest port, it was built by Herod to butter up to Caesar, was named for Caesar, Caesarea. Caesar demanded his way or the highway. He didn't like threats. He didn't like other people getting attention. A few weeks prior to this sermon by Peter, Jesus was crucified on a cross and buried in a tomb because he was a threat to Caesar. Think about it this way. Jesus was raised as a poor person among the working poor in a very small town of Nazareth. Jesus fed the poor. Caesar let them down. Jesus healed the sick. Caesar didn't care if you were sick. Jesus called on religion to serve the causes of love and justice and mercy. Caesar bought religion and paid off religious leaders to serve him and to give him cover for his political brutality. Jesus moved in an ethic of love and service and concern for everyone. Caesar moved in an ethic of manipulation, of lust, of disregard, of domination against anyone not in his small circle. We keep seeing people try to rule like Caesar, don't we? When Jesus entered Jerusalem during Passover, Caesar's police and his soldiers were there to put down any type of threat or revolution. Jesus represents God's saving way of love, of worship, of justice, of mercy, and it's in conflict with Caesar's ethic of power and hatred and meanness and oppression. This is why Jesus said he would be handed over and crucified. That's what he told the women. And when they went to the tomb, they remembered that. He'll be handed over and crucified on the third day, rise again. Jesus represents God's spirit, God's way in conflict with Caesar's way. But look what Peter proclaims at Joppa. God raised Jesus from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead. That's what the women discovered. That's what the the disciples figure out. The resurrection is God's affirmation that it's going to be God's way, not Caesar's way. So just a few weeks removed from the suffering and the crucifixion of Jesus in Jerusalem, the main city, Peter stands in the busy port of Joppa, a place dominated by Caesar and Caesar's ways, and he proclaims the full story, the very meaning of the resurrection. Jesus, not Caesar, he says, is Lord of all. 
He came preaching peace, remember? He, he came through Judea and Galilee, and he went about doing good, and he went about healing and helping and sharing love and life, especially those people who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with Jesus, he says. We are witnesses to all that he did. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. It looked like Caesar won. But God raised him on the third day, Peter says, and allowed him to appear to us. We saw him with our own eyes, and we are commanded to preach and share to all the people that Jesus is the one ordained by God, the Lord of the living and the dead. Jesus' way, not Caesar's way. It's the gospel. Christian faith is so wildly and so often misrepresented. We tend to get stuck in the brokenness instead of realizing Christian faith is all about our potential as God's beloved ones. We tend to get focused on sex and we fight about things like that when Christian faith is all about love, God's love for us, our love for God, and our love for one another as God's people We tend to get into judgments and critical of one another instead of reconciliation, which is God's way. We tend to be so certain sometimes about all the answers that we have them, and we quit asking the deep and probing questions, which is really what Christian faith is about. We get so focused on the afterlife when Jesus is so focused on the present life and abundant life for everyone all the time. Justice and mercy everywhere. And yet real Christian faith is what Peter is talking about in this sermon in Acts. Jesus came preaching peace. And he came healing and loving and doing good. Christian faith asserts that God raised Jesus from the grave, refusing to let Caesar's mean and hateful and brutal death-filled ways win in the world. Christian faith is about how God continues to reach into the graves that we dig for ourselves. God continues to pull us out and give us life in both ways, small and large. That's what faith is about. The resurrection then calls us to align our lives with God, not Caesar, with love and generosity, not meanness and greed. The resurrection shows us life is about mercy and justice, not brutality not oppression. The resurrection says we can't just put on our Sunday clothes and get our pictures taken on Easter. We're part of another way, a whole other life, Jesus' life, God's life, not Caesar, the way of compassion, the way of care, the way of help, the way of healing, especially to the less fortunate and the needy. The resurrection affirms that God raised this Jesus from the dead, even though they hung him on a tree. And God raising Jesus from the dead then changes everything. Cruelty and evil, it doesn't win. Selfishness and lies, that's not the way. Terror and threats, it doesn't win. Peter says they put Jesus to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised Jesus on the third day. 
And we are His witnesses. So even in the face of massive egos and terror and threats and a harsh empire, the good news of the gospel is written on these banners. God wins. God wins. So resurrection intends to change everything about us. How we see the world, how we live in the world, it's meant to change everything about us. So where and in what part of your life do you most need to remember this today? Where and in what part of your life do you most need this news? Is it a personal heartache that can feel so overwhelming? Resurrection reminds us God wins. Is it some political situation that just beats you up and drags you down? Some concern at work that just you carry around like weight all over you? Resurrection means God wins. We are people who hear, who hear Peter. We are people who know that God raised Jesus from the dead. This is what matters. We deal with lots of crazy things in our life and times, news reports, executive orders from the president. We see character issues in many places of leadership. We have climate concerns. We got debates about the Mueller report. We got tensions. We got uncertainties. We got lots to deal with. But where do we align our lives? Peter stands in Joppa and and says, they hung Jesus on a tree. And God raised Jesus from the dead. That means God wins. That's what we hold to. That's what we hold to. Resurrection changes everything. Our losses are not forever. Our tears are temporary. Our disappointments do not dominate us. Our darkest moments are never too much for God. Racism, militarism, meanness, hatred, oppression, all that's the way of Caesar. Sickness, depression, lupus, cancer, heart attacks, gun violence, whatever you name, that's the stuff of the world. Yet God raised Jesus from the dead. That's the truth that holds us, that molds us, that shapes how we live. God wins. In October of 2006, there was a horrible shooting in a one-room schoolhouse in Nickel Mines Township in the Amish country in Pennsylvania. We've had a lot of mass shootings. You probably remember some of them, maybe that one. Nickel Mines Township. In that place, a man named Charlie Roberts went into a schoolroom and shot eight out of ten girls, killing five of them before he committed suicide. Terry Roberts, Charlie's mother, became a living witness to the resurrection in her own life, became a living witness to its power to change everything in her own life following that shooting. Terry Roberts took it upon herself to develop relationships with the families of those wounded and killed. Rosanna, a young girl who survived the shooting, is in a wheelchair 
and eats with a feeding tube. But every other Thursday, before Terry Roberts died in 2017, every other Thursday, Terry Roberts visited Rosanna and helped to bathe her and sing with her and read with her. And spending time with Rosanna helped to heal the wounds of the tragedy. And every time Terry visited, she also confronted the horrors and the pain that her own son caused. Yet she was also enacting the truth, the promise, and the presence, and the purposes of God. Violence, death, heartache, they don't get the last word. Meanness, hatred, they don't get the last word. Pain, suffering, it's real, but it doesn't prevail. God wins. See, God raised Jesus from the dead, even though they hung him on a tree. And God is always working at turning death to life, despair to hope, hatred to love, defeat to victory. As the psalm reminds us, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In what part of your life, with what issue in your heart and in the world, do you most need to hear this? Friends, Christ is risen. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. We believe, O oh God, we do. Help our unbelief. Help our unbelief so that we can keep living, loving, serving, and by your Spirit keep molding us, shaping us, using us in the world, following the resurrected Jesus. Amen.